At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of the Hawks Talks Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jax Redman, joined today by my co-host, Logan Barnes. We are recording this a few hours after the Hawks round two game one win over the Philadelphia 76ers. But before we get into that, just going and ask you, Logan, how are you doing today? Buddy? Take two. Take two. This is our second time recording this. The first time my computer crashed and we thought it was chalked, but it wasn't. We're good. We're back in the game. Um, this I, this, this I, is going to be the best version of this podcast possible. We're getting a second you chance. You get a second chance, you have to take advantage of it. Anyways, yeah. Logan, how are you doing today? Besides my computer crashing and besides the Hawks winning, and besides anything else that might have happened in your sports yeah, world. You know, I uh, first off, I guess we'll just start this off. Uh, we'll miss you, Julio. I, 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 no, you know, we won't. Shut up, Jackson. He's uh, the franchise's best player ever. Just uh, just sad day. But the Hawks won, and I may have to get on blood pressure meds after the Hawks win, but a win's a win. We, we stole home court from the one seed. You can never be upset with that. And you know I had to do it to him. Trey has now made it further in the playoffs than Luki Doncic has. Uh, he can go uh, throw some more temper tantrums um, in Cancun. What, what, what's it called? What's that um, line by Thanos? It's like something like, the greatest sacrifice, though the strongest wills require the greatest sacrifices. We sacrificed Julio. We got a Hawks win, and then in total Reddit moment person, the Braves got a win. I'm not really supporting the Braves right now, though. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? And, but then, most importantly, Trey Young has officially made the second round before Luka Doncic ever did. As the Clippers won a game seven, and the round one of the NBA playoffs is over. It's uh, it's done. Now it's round two only, baby. So shout out to everyone who made it this far, which includes us. If you didn't make it, you suck. Try again next year. Thanks for coming. Hey, better luck next year. Anyways, yep. very, very entertaining game today. You know, it started out. I guess we should go ahead and start it off. First quarter, amazing. Chef's kiss of a quarter. Yeah. We come out there. This isn't like when we played the Knicks and I was like, oh, oh, we're starting out slow and sloppy. From the very first whistle, the ball gets thrown up by the ref and we win the tip, I think. Look, it was on. It was, it, You know that song? I think it's by Cardi B. She's like, if it's up, then it's up. It was up from there. <laughs> Like everybody was, You're everybody was ready. Cardi B. Yes, everybody was ready to play today. Everyone showed oh up, which was kind of surprising because this was a one p.m. game, Logan. It tipped off at one ten p.m. Sometimes I don't even wake up at one ten p.m. But this one started that's off embarrassing. Both. Okay, that's rude. No. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, both teams came out the gate firing. Bogey hit a three. Ben Simmons driving down the lane, looking like prime Hakeem. Not even, yeah. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> no I mean, it was slasher Hakeem <laughs> He looked like Clyde Drexler. <laughs> okay, sure. But, I mean, it just looked like a good game from the very start. And then uh, I'd say three-thirds into the first quarter, the Hawks just started to pull away. They said, yeah. hey, they they saw their chance. They saw the neck of their prey, and they bit down. 
Damn. So that was obviously good. Second quarter was more of the same. The first half was great, in all honesty. Like, we were all hitting shots. Trey Young was having – he had, like, 25 points at the half. I mean, he was on pace for 50. And the Hawks at the half were on pace for 140 points. I mean, come on now. That's, that's yeah. incorrect. Insane. Insane for a playoff game against a great defense. The first half was nutty. Um, the Hawks set another franchise record for threes in the game, and a lot of that damage was done in the first half. Um, Trey balled out, bogey balled out. Herter did his thing. John Collins, we'll talk about later, he had a pretty great game. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the team was just going absolutely crazy in the first half. It, it's always great, like, you're on the road, you're the underdogs, you're you're the five seed to go in against the one seed. If the 76ers don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, this the season's, like, bad. Like, this is a lost season for them. Um, so to go out there and just throw a haymaker in the first half was, was huge. Um, now, uh-uh, the, the Hawks got, got hit pretty hard in the second half. You know, the Sixers threw their counterpunch, but... All, you know, all in all, the first half was too good for the Hawks, um, or too too good for the 76ers to recover from. So, uh, Kevin Hurd actually had a quote about this, <laughs> which, um, relating to sort of the fourth quarter issues from the Hawks, um, Kevin Herter was quoted as saying, like, thank God we were up by 20. Um, Absolutely. And that, and that is that is all due to the, you know, Hawks having a great first half. So, that first half is why the Hawks were able to win this game. They played lights out, absolute lights out offense. Put up over 70 in the first half, which is crazy. Insane. So, yeah, the first half was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was a very good first half. I mean, props to – I mean, the team showed up in the first half. You know, John was hitting his shots. Bogus was hitting his shots. Herder was hitting his shots. Trey was playing like a superstar. Like, the tr- superstar Trey that was in the Knicks series just continue on to this series even more. Like, even more defensive pressure was brought, like – I mean, the, a lot about the Sixers was exposed today. I don't – I made this tweet on Twitter, Logan – and looking at the first half, it's very apparent because we really can't, like, talk about, like, game scheming stuff, like, considering how close, like, the second half was, especially that fourth quarter, especially late. But mm-hmm. I, the Sixers were playing drop scheme a lot. And as we've said, like, several times, look, whenever you get to that, that drop scheme against Trey Young, he's going to attack you with that floater or he's going to attack you with those oops. And that's exactly what happened. And you can't have a guy like Danny Green on him. I'm just saying, look, if you're the Sixers, you've got to be like, Ben, you got to step up. Thibel, you got to step up, which Thibel did step up. But Seibel's not a starter, so it needs to be like, hey, Ben, you got to go guard Trey. Like, that dude is getting to the paint free at will. We're playing drop coverage, which I, I don't think the Sixers, when Embiid is on the floor, I don't think the Sixers can get really go away from drop coverage. And drop coverage is pretty much just dropping your center back instead of your center playing up. So it requires your center to move less, which is obviously important for Embiid, who, I mean, the biggest story from this series well, pre, well before the game was, you know, obviously Embiid's injury. He played. He played very well, actually. He had, like, 30-plus points. You know, he, he had a great offensive game. But on defense, I mean, well beat. Yeah. I mean, on defense, aside from a few blocks, I mean, it's very apparent that the guy isn't going to be able to step up on those Trey Young floaters and stuff. So, it's just one of those things where if the Sixers don't change that, the Hawks are obviously going to have a huge advantage. And it really did show today. I mean, Trey Young was destroying them in the first half. Yeah. Anything he wanted he was getting, he was hitting his threes. I mean... Trey has such a complex bag of dribble moves, Logan, and, like, moves to just get him open that whenever he starts hitting guys who aren't, like, the best of the elitist defenders, and by that I mean guys like Reggie Bullock and Danny Green, like, he's going to make those guys look silly and hit some deep threes on them. That's just kind of how it goes. Like, I'm not really sure what Doc Rivers' plan was by starting Danny Green on him, but I, I think that's something that's going to change, and if it doesn't change, then I think this year isn't going to be uh, over pretty quickly for the Hawks. But apparently Simmons did have a quote where he said that he wanted the guard Trey, so I guess we'll see, but... It's interesting because, like, if you don't have Ben Simmons on Trey, and I, I get why they maybe don't want that the whole game because Ben Simmons will pretty quickly foul out, like, 
by the third quarter if he's covering Trey every single minute. But, like, you're wasting Ben Simmons if he's guarding Bogey or Herder or Hunter. You know what I mean? Like, not to disrespect those guys, but if you're using the, you know, defensive player of the year on Bogdanovich, it's like, sure, you limit Bogdanovich, who is very important for us, but it's like, Trey will cook Danny Green all, all night long, the entire game. Trey can, you know, Matisse Thibel can come in and, and do great things, but you don't want him playing more than, like, 15, 20 minutes because he's a black hole on offense most of the time. You know what I mean? And you, and if you want to keep up with the Hawks, you can't have guys. Like, that's why Frank Nilakina couldn't play. That and Frank Nilakina isn't as good as Thibel. But it's so just like... Frank Nilakina is, like, a meme player who has, like, meme made about him. Not very good. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I, I understand Doc... You know, it's not as cut and dry as, hey, just throw Ben Simmons on him all game. Like, it's not that simple. But legitimately, Ben Simmons was guarding Trey for about five minutes in the third quarter, and it changed things. It changed things. And then Trey drew two fouls pretty quickly on him, and then they had to switch it back. And so it's it's going to be – that's going to be the big chess match of this series is, um, you know, uh, Embiid and Hunter, they're going to be question marks with injuries, but that's, that's a real chess sort of battle there between Nate and – um, Doc Rivers is how they handle the Ben Simmons, Trey Young sort of scheme there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm glad you know we we stole home court. You know, I, I, there's I the fourth quarter was concerning a little bit. Of course, the second half was kind of uh, crappy. Frankly, um, young team kind of just got their ass beat in the fourth quarter. But we stole home court from the from the one seed. It's hard to be too upset. You know, I, I've been trying to like just remind myself like we won, we got home court. This is a huge win. Like, just be happy. Yeah. And the best thing, I think, is that we just, like, the, the guys just learn stuff along the way. <laughs> like, we know we have to be prepared for traps and double teams. Like, we just, like, the Hawks know that now, 100%. They have to be ready for that. And I can guarantee that tomorrow at practice, Nate is going to be drilling that the whole day. <laughs> yeah, no, 100. That was, I mean, that fourth quarter. You know, we get there, you know, that fourth minute hits, and then it's just like the panic button was ready to be hit, Logan. The Furcon Korg mod show was well underway. He hits a three, then gets a, uh, a two on a play where he went to the basket, missed a layup, got his own rebound, and put it in. That's when, you said this on our first take of this podcast before we had to restart, Logan, that's when the, like, button smashing of 28-3 happened. The Vietnam War Dog memes were very much in play. Yeah, it was, it was scary. I mean, it got scary then. It was scary. Uh, you know, it's just Seth Curry... Destroyed Kevin Herter's ankles and hit that uh, step back to cut it to seven. That was Lethal really shot. That was that was a beautiful shot and that, a beautiful play. Really, you don't consider Steph, Seth Curry to be one of those guys. I mean, he looked like Steph Curry there. He didn't look like Seth Curry. He looked like his brother Steph on that one. I mean, what a what a phenomenal just like move and then to hit the shot in the corner. I mean, I, that one had me shaking in my boots, frankly. Yeah, that that was concerning, but it, it was you know and you know what we're just gonna get this out of the way. Um, the game should not have been that close mostly because the refs were awful. Um, one, the, a lot of the traps were fouls. Um, Bogey got his hand grabbed a few times. There were times where Trey looked like he just got flat-out tackled. It looked like football out there a lot of times on the traps. Two, there are multiple instances where the 76ers were intentionally fouling, intentionally fouling to, like, stop the clock late, and they, the, the refs just swallowed their whistles. Go ahead, play on. And then they got, you know, quote-unquote steals off that. So, um if you're Travis Slank, if you're Tony Wrestler, if you're Nate McMillan, you have a nice, hefty videotape to send to the league office because, holy shit, that was that was awful officiating. Um, there's also a couple other missed calls. Uh, it, it, it was, 
you know, again, I'm not the guy that likes to blame the refs, but legitimately comical how uh, <laughs> how the refs just let like Ben Simmons and Danny Green just play football, just literally play football out there. So um, that definitely helped the 76ers succeed with their traps. But yeah, even, even when it was clean, it, you know, it, it was concerning for the Hawks. Um, they're going to have to work on that a lot. But they're a young team. It's almost better that they win a close game and realize that they really have to have their foot on the gas 24-7 and they have to get better rather than them just win by 25 points and just be, like, cocky and, like, yeah, we're, this is easy. Like, we're unstoppable. So um, a scary but I think necessary thing happened to the Hawks, basically. It's very much a learning moment because, like, the Heat's never really been turned up on us so much in our, like, in our, you know, the Trey Young era, let's just say it. Um, I, I'm going to start referring to that a lot. The Heat has been turned up so much on us in this game, and, like, it, we look so raw. We look green. Like, it's things like that that make you go, oh, yeah, we're still a young team despite our success. Like, you know, guys like Hunter, Trey, John Collins, Herder, obviously, the guys are all still on their rookie contracts, like, Mm-hmm. The only like older, like more experienced guys who have been in those type of late game trap situations are like Bogey, Gallo, Lou Will. So I mean, just looking at that, it was it was we looked so young out there. It was really like a flashback back towards like Trey's rookie year, but we looked very bad at it. I mean, obviously, like you were saying, Logan, just some pretty awful officiating, some like some blatantly just like how did you not see that or how was that not called stuff? Like one of those was a very blatant push by uh, Trey was about to cross half court and Ben Simmons just like pushes him. Like it's like Trey's obviously going to lose the ball. He just got pushed by Ben Simmons, who's like six foot seven, two twenty. Like come on now, like yeah. Frankly, like th- that's something Nate McMillan should get fined for. Like if he's willing to get fined for that Knicks comment he made uh, like three weeks ago, look, I don't know. I'd be like, yo, like. Y'all are out there pushing Trey down, like, as he's trying to cross half court. And what's, like, blatantly, like, it's a basketball play, but it's also one of those things where it's, like, you could have tried something else to make it more of a basketball play. Like, I'm not calling for it to be a flagrant or technical because, you know, I'm not bitch-made. Like, people are just crying about the refs. But, look, that should have just been, like, a – yeah, that's a personal foul. Like, yeah, Hawks are going to go shoot some three throws or something. That, that's the thing. We should have been shooting free throws the last, like, six minutes of that fourth quarter. And we, I, I don't think we got to the bonus until, like, 40 seconds left. So – it, it, you know, hopefully the the refs tighten that up. I understand it's a playoffs. You're gonna, they're going to let more contact go, and I get that. And that benefits. I, generally, that benefits both teams because it's it's not like the Hawks like don't foul on defense. You know, it's it's. But it was ridiculous. It was it was silly. Um, again, not all the traps are bad. Like dirty. Um, there are some legitimate traps where they put two six foot five, six foot six, six foot seven guys on Trey and he could not pass out of it and they got steals. There are a lot of turnovers off that. There are a lot of turnovers off inbounds that were clean. We had a five second violation. We almost had a backcourt violation. We Kevin Herter had to call a timeout because he got trapped. Like so a lot of it was clean, good defense, but there is a lot of just extracurricular. There's tackling, there's throwing guys to the ground, there's hand grabbing, there's swiping, there's stuff that should have been called playoffs or regular season. Like you know, again, just really hope that cleans up because the 76ers straight up almost stole a game largely because of bad officiating. But bad, bad officiating, the fact that they were treating us like uh, you you said this, Logan, like we were practice dummies at a Philadelphia Eagles OTA. Oh, yeah, I mean, they were doing Lord. fucking Oklahoma drills out there, bro. They were <laughs> dude, crazy. Just a crazy amount of stuff was allowed that makes me go, wow, like this could be a very physical ass series if the rest aren't like, yeah, like let's not allow like Ben Simmons to like push Trey Young like he's going down a, a water slide. Like, come on yeah. now. Like, like that I don't, was absurd. I don't think they're going to be dirty like Nerlens Noel and Reggie Bullock were, but they are going to be aggressive. They 
They're they're actually a talented team. Unlike the Knicks, they're gonna trap and there's, but by virtue of those traps, there's gonna be fouls all, like from them. There's gonna be slaps. There's gonna be pushes. There's gonna be shoves. And you just want the refs to call that when it happens because it was getting kind of ridiculous. And I think it's safe to assume that Doc Rivers is gonna call for more traps of try over the course of the series, right? Like it's gonna be done more. So you gotta just hope that. One, uh, Nate McMillan and the guys figure out how to handle it better. And two, that the refs uh, don't, like, <laughs> look the complete opposite direction. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. It, it was a very poorly officiated game. But like Kevin Herter said, thank God we're up 20. That, that's yeah, just, really. That's just the best way to put it. As soon as I saw that quote, I was like, yeah, no, that's 100% true. Because, like, I can't imagine what the players feel like. Like, they've put in all that hard work to go up by 20 just to see, like, Trey Young getting pushed down a water slide, Furkan Korkmaz and getting offensive rebounds. I mean, Ben Simmons is missing three throws and Embiid's getting the rebound and getting and ones on a torn meniscus. You're like, what the hell is going on? Seth Curry just sauced up Kevin Herter, who's been one of our best perimeter defenders, and pulled a three in his mouth. I mean, what is happening? But yeah, it was crazy. Very much. I mean, very much. Be thankful that we were able to have this learning experience because this is this improves. Like, look, the Heat gets turned up in the playoffs, and it gets turned up especially a lot more during those waning minutes of the game. Like when it gets down to like four, the Sixers didn't care. Like they were down twelve to fifteen. Like you would like if you blurred out the score, I would have known they were down by twelve or fifteen. I would have thought they're down by like four. They weren't there to just be like, yeah, let's get the bench players in, let's just try in game two. No, they were they they put in their most hustle, their most effort in those last waning minutes of the game. Like those last like six minutes of the game, that's when like the Sixers that like people who think the Sixers are going to win the finals, that's why they think they're going to win the finals. And because when they stick to just playing that high effort, you know, hey, look, Trey's hasn't he Trey Young hasn't really dealt with this NBA. Let's trap him. Herder, trap him. Like Herder spamming timeouts. Trey had a turnover or two. I don't. It was crazy. Bogdan even had a. I guess Bogdan was he stripped on what was a blatant foul as well. He, he, I, he stripped one or two times, but I think they were fouls, frankly. And that, that's I mean, there was one of them that was just like a blatantly like. Oh, okay, that was definitely a foul. Like, that's a shot right there type play. But it's it's one of those things where, like, this is the difference between the Knicks and the Sixers. When the Hawks went up, were up by double digits in the fourth quarter against the Knicks, you knew it was damn near over. Like, the Knicks just aren't going to be able to come back from that. The 76ers? The 76ers can make a 15-point comeback in five minutes. They can, <laughs> if you let them. Um, so it, it's a big difference. Like like we said, though, big learning experience. I think the team's going to be better because of it. Um, it just... You know, it, it 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 scares you a little bit. You know, I think it wouldn't hurt for everyone to just go take some baby aspirin. You know, just keep the health healthy, health healthy, heart healthy. Um, you know, maybe eat a kale salad, light vinaigrette. Just you know, take it easy on your heart for the next day or two because this is going to be a pretty uh, tight series. I think these uh, these two teams are you know they're really battling and they're they're pretty. I don't want to say evenly matched because I do think the 76ers have more talent because they're supposed to. They're like in the midst of their championship window, but this, the Hawks have a lot of heart and they have a lot of skill, um, and that's ex- that's without DeAndre Hunter, who hopefully can come back soon because unfortunately his uh, his knee pain is flaring up again, and uh, that that is not a that is not a very fun sign for the Hawks because while we can clearly beat the 76ers without him, it'd be a whole hell of a lot better if uh, he's cleared to come play by game two, but we'll have to see on that one. Hey, look, shout out to Solomon Hill. You know, DeAndre Hunter obviously wasn't there. Obviously, shout out to the medical staff who's kind of looking at the long-term picture instead of just the short-term. We all want Hunter back, but, you know, you also don't want to, like, sacrifice, like, Hunter's, like, the later part of his career or, like, even, like, the next few years just for now. So, but shout out to Solomon Hill. I thought Solomon Hill, you know, the second quarter he had some shots where you're just like, oh, that's Solomon Hill where he's missing shots. But his defense was nice. 
he 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 did Solomon Hill things, man. He he just he's not a guy that like if Solomon Hill is one of your three or four best players, you're probably not winning that game anyway. But if he can just not hurt you, just play his good defense, hit the occasional shot, you're you're happy with what he did, and he he did what he needed to do. Um, but like you said, the medical staff. Is- the dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com aware. Identity theft protection starts here. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Just they're, they're worried about the future. There's no point in completely ruining DeAndre's knee just for him to uh, like guard Tobias Harris. You know what I mean? Like... We're probably not making a finals like run this year. Of course, we still could. I think we're extremely talented, but like, I don't think there's going to be any shame if we don't like make the finals this year. <laughs> so I don't think we have to like hurt like risk DeAndre Hunter's knee in his second season when he's clearly sort of the key to us becoming championship contenders, like his development and Cam's development. So you know, just play it safe with Hunter. You know, it's not like he'd be out there guarding Embiid. I think guarding Embiid would be the biggest sort of, I guess, difference maker in this series is if we can, like, limit Embiid to not getting 30-plus a game because he, I think, at 38 today, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, just play it safe with Dre. You know, we all miss him. We all want him out there. Um, he was so good in Series 1, just did what he needed to do. He did what we, he did what we uh, you know, the coaches asked of him. But there's no point. There's just no point in risking him for... You know, a second round series where, you know, this this isn't the year that we have to win the championship or it's bust. This is this is a year where we just wanted guys to get playoff experience and so far so good. Not not to be like a loser, like a fucking No, no ner- loser mentality. Like we yeah. won today game. Look, I'm I'm here to I'm here to let my nuts hang. Shout out to that Hawks fan, by the way. I, I know you saw oh, him in the stands, Logan. He was yes, showing sir. his ass up in Philadelphia. Props to him. Hey, shout out to the shout out to State Farm North. They had they had a good showing for our State for our Hawks Farm today. North. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, we we won without DeAndre Hunter against the one seed on the road. That's insane. That is, imagine telling somebody that like February twenty eighth when we're fourteen and twenty and Lloyd Pierce is you know kind of on the fritz. He's on. He's you know. I thought we had end. good effort tonight. <laughs> uh, we got to make them feel us. They got to feel us. Um, it, you know, I've it's said crazy. Several times, but yeah, it's crazy. It's um. It's been a it's been a very impressive couple of months for the Hawks. It's it's been a lot of fun. So, um, just super fun to see that win, even if it almost gave us panic attacks at the end. But it is what it is. That's playoff basketball. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? That, that that's sort of the, the whole point of sports, right? Is to pull out close wins and to just that relief, that sort of like afterglow you get after a big win is like it's a it's it's a very good feeling. So. We just need to win our home games now, and we're on to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think we can definitely take Game 2 as well. So, we'll have to see. 
Hey, look, going into this uh, this the next game, I definitely think there's a few things we need to focus on. One, seeing how they adjust the trade, because they're definitely going to have to, seeing what that opens up. Um, Bogey had a very good game today. Shot the Bogey. He hit a very clutch three, some I think. Some huge shots, some huge free throws. He's been doing that. Bogey's clutchness is unmatched. He, that's, well, unlike that's one, Trey. <laughs> that's one of those things where you can tell that he's just he's been there before. Of course, not in the NBA, but in the Euro, Euro League. He's... He's literally won Finals MVP in the Euro League, so he's just he's he's very cool under pressure, man. He's just one of the best off-season acquisitions in Hawks history. I feel like doesn't say a bunch because it's not like the Hawks have ever signed like a superstar in free agency. Um, the best guy they got was like Joe Johnson, so but or maybe something in the '60s. Like I have no idea. Like if you, if you ask me to name more than two guys from the St. Louis Hawks or like the Hawks in the '70s or whatever, I I could not tell you. So. You know, don't don't come flaming me if you know I missed that we signed some you know god back in the '60s because I I don't know man, but but Donovich is super key for us. He he played great. Shout out to Kevin Herter. He uh you know he, him inbounding the ball was scary. He had some bad you know he had the five second violation. He had some bad inbounds. He had that time where he got trapped and called the timeout. But he had the game saving pass to John Collins out of a trap. Um, huge. I don't think we win that game if you know that's another turnover. So. And even besides that, Herter, I think at 15 points, he made some big shots. He's he's very clearly a key to this team. Um, I'm looking forward to the day that we see we extended him because Kevin Herter's looking like he's a must-keep piece for this team. It's actually kind of insane how how he's just like he's kind of like Trey. He just like steps up in the playoffs. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Kevin Herter is built for the playoffs, man. This is crazy. This is dude, Kevin Herter in the NLK jerseys in the playoffs. That's a whole oh other monster, God. dog, dude. That's like that's like. That's- that's like Luca if he was good at defense, really. It's like Luca if he could win a first round series, honestly. Yeah, we can say that now, can't we? We can say that. It's going to be at least another calendar year before Luca gets to the second round at most. So, hey, 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 we there though. We there though. I don't know about we there. y'all, but we there though. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Sixers adjust to this, Logan, mainly for the fact that, one, oh, oh, Embiid's not getting healthier. We can agree on that. Like, there's yeah. not going to be that many rest days. Embiid, they're not going to be able to sit in drop coverage. Well, they're not going to be able to go away from drop coverage. I mean, obviously, we won't in the sit in drop coverage. I mean, we see what Trey does to it. They're probably going to put Simmons on Trey, which is probably going to mean someone else is going to have Danny Green on him, which means that we're going to need someone to step up as a secondary creator, and that doesn't mean just chucking up threes, bogey. That means driving inside and setting up your <laughs> teammates as well. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! Can we talk about some of those John Collins ball handling possessions? Jeez, that guy—that guy's handle was getting exposed today. I mean, Tobias Harris was getting his—he had his hands in the cookie jar basically all day. Other than that, though, John played great. So shout out to John. Yeah, that is just clearly not his. Uh, that's just not his game, man. And I'm no, glad. I'm I'm glad that we can admit that and not shame John Collins because he had a great game. That's just not his. That's not his skill set, and that's fine. And it's I not hope, his forte uh, whatsoever. I, I hope we, uh, you know, don't call for too much more of that. That's just not his skill set. But John Collins was absolutely great today. Um, so we're not trying to trash on John. It's just sort of objectively like not his, not his greatest. You know, that's not that's not a spot that you want to put him in for him to thrive. You know what I mean? That's just not really what you want to do. But is what it is. It happened. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's just you know, there's a lot of things to learn. That's the thing. Doc Rivers is not Tom Thibodeau. These Sixers are not the Knicks, man. They are gonna change something up and them changing something up is not going to be as simple as starting Derrick Rose instead of benching him (laughs) like there's going to be real adjustments and we're going to have to see how Nate reacts and how the players react it's going to be very interesting game two is going to be super just interesting from the start just to see like schematically 
um, what's different because something's going to give for the 76ers. I don't want to say their back is against the wall, but they know they 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 should be winning these games and they do not want to go down 2-0. And it's going to be interesting. Doc Rivers, I think, is I, like he sort of gets a bad rep because he's never gotten super far in the playoffs, but Doc Rivers is a good coach. 76ers are a talented team. It's going to be an interesting sort of chess match there. I'm very excited to see. Also, Nate can also adjust to it. Like adjustments, are, I think a lot of times people get caught up in, oh, here's what we can do to adjust. But the other team can adjust, and that obviously goes for Nate too. And Nate's proven this year that he's going to adjust. You know, he's been very consistent about, hey, we're going to keep one of Trey and Bogey out there at all times. Like I think we only saw the uh, the all bench lineup for like three minutes, but so that was obviously very good. I, I guess I want to talk about this next Logan. Let's talk about the big men performance. Let's talk about the big guys. Big boys. Look, this was not a good game for Capella. And when he blew that layup, Logan, you tweeted about it, and I knew it was coming. I knew that tweet was coming from you, too. Yeah, you know, so the thing with Capella is I don't think anyone is expecting him to lock up Embiid because Embiid is, he's just, it's so easy for Embiid to get 20-plus points because he's he's got the best post moves in the the game currently. Like, can we agree on that, I would think? Um, Best footwork. He's great around the rim. He can shoot a little bit. Ideally, like if you can make him beat a jump shooter, that's a positive. But he can make those shots. And of course, the biggest thing is he gets the line and he hits his free throws. So I'm not mad at Capella for giving up a bunch of points to Embiid. That's that's a tough matchup for any center in the world. However, Capella, you need to one box out a little bit better, buddy. Danny Green got some offensive rebounds. Furkan Korkmaz got some offensive rebounds. And you need to not blow these bunnies, man. It, it was kind of embarrassing. Capella in the second half was just flat-out bad. He had some very bad offensive possessions. Blew a layup. He blew, I think, two layups, actually. he. Uh, it's just that simple. Again, I, I'm not going to worry too much about his defense because I get it. Embiid is a tough matchup, but he sort of lost touch with the rebounding dominance that he's kind of used to, and he blew some very easy layups, and that's... That's just something we can't afford against a good team like the Sixers. So, not gonna not gonna be too like heavy-handed with it. But yeah, Capella is not very good today. He was pretty bad. Okongu, Congo wasn't phenomenal either. But you know, he, he's a rookie. He's doing his thing. He's doing his best. So I'm not really gonna hate on Okongu. So it just sort of is what it is. I think Okongu is gonna get a couple minutes per game against Dwight. But you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does he, how he deals with that matchup. Yeah, uh, Okongwu played good today, but Capella, this the, Embiid's definitely an issue. Credit to Embiid. He's on a torn meniscus. He's still, like, he's still playing at that MVP level. So, I, I mean, a lot of credit to him because it's absurd what he's doing. I mean, aside from his defensive mobility lacking, frankly, I mean, that dude is killing on offense. He's hitting threes. He's facing up, pulling up mid-ranges. They're somehow falling in. They're rolling around the cup like three times and falling in. It's just like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. But then you realize that's just Embiid. That's just who he is. Yeah, it is. That that is so Embiid. Like he had that and one late in the game that basically made it a close game again after you thought it was over. Um, he just he very good rebounder. He's very damn near automatic at the rim and at the free throw line. And the ball just spun around the rim, and you're like, please roll it, and it just drops in, and then he's at the free throw line. He doesn't really miss free throws, so you know that's a three point play. Yeah, he kind of had Capella in hell there for a little bit, but you know. Again, that, that's just one of those things that you kind of just... It's going to happen, man. Embiid, like I, I said this on, I think, the last podcast or two podcasts ago, I think Embiid's the best center in the league. Um, I do think he's better than Jokic. But 
you know, you can feel free to disagree with me on that, but that's what I think, and I'm not going to, like, judge Capella for giving up a crap ton of points to him because everybody, anybody in the world would give up a crap ton, crap ton of points to him. It's the other stuff from Capella that was lackluster, but hopefully he can bounce back because we're going to need pretty much all the rebounding we can get against these guys, and Capella just has to be a little bit better there. I mean, look, I think that's the, the – there was a tweet from, like, a Philly writer who was like, this is the Hawks the best can play. I mean, Lou Will responded to it with a cap emoji. Like, uh, I mean, Capella was bad. Gallo wasn't, like – Gallo hasn't right. been, like, the Gallo we know. Gallo – like, the regular season Gallo. Like, I wanted to say Gallo hasn't been Gallo, but I was like, eh, against the Knicks, he wasn't Gallo either. Like He's inconsistent. That's kind of his whole deal now. He's yeah. older. He's he's not super consistent. Is what it is. I mean, Trey isn't shooting good as we know. We can Trey wasn't as in control as much as he usually is. John uh, John had a great half. game aside from John those turnovers. Good. Yeah, we don't have Hunter. We don't have. Hunter. I mean, we, we had Solomon Hill starting. We don't have and then Cam, Herter, who, who would be and then a good Herter had a few turnovers too. Yeah, so it's uh, like this isn't as good as we can play. And then even then, you have to look at it like this: Philly fans are acting like we shot some absurd number from three. We shot thirty. We shot forty-two percent compared to their thirty-four. That was they, on eighteen more attempts. The 76ers shot like 53% from the floor. They played perfectly great on offense. Like, they played well. I mean, well. they shot 14 more three throws than us, too, so. They, like, it by, uh, you know, by sheer number, that's the most threes the Hawks have ever made in a playoff game. But, like, that is extremely replicable for this Hawks team. They, they have shooters up and down the roster. That's not a far cry from what they could do night in, night out. Um,. So if if that's what the beat writer thinks the Hawks' peak is, then you know, good for him. He's wrong. Um, I'm not saying I think the Hawks are going to sweep or anything, but that was not the best game the Hawks could play. That was that, that first half was probably the best they could realistically play without Hunter. And but guess what? We were up by like 20 in the first half. So yeah, you would hope so, right? Um, the 76ers didn't play bad. I just think the Hawks played better, particularly in the first half, and that made the difference. So just sort of is what it is, and. Uh, you know, 76ers fans and their writers, they, you lost game one. You know, I'm sure they're having people, flashbacks. I'm sure the 76ers are like having flashbacks. is bad. Because, yeah, that that as well. We're not some scrub team. Like, Yeah, we, if don't, you, get our, we don't get our respect. If you lose to us, it's not a big deal. Like, we're, we're an extremely talented team. We have one of the best young superstars in the league. Like, it's all right to lose to us, right? <laughs> we're not, I mean, we're especially not, a game that we were up by 20 and at least you made it competitive. We're not the Memphis Grizzlies, man. You don't have to be embarrassed to lose. <laughs> Facts, dude. You, you would think that, like, the way people are, are, like, the way Philly fans are like, they won't play this good again. I mean, you think we're bums just showing up off the streets. I mean, my God. Yeah. But, uh, they, they, they haven't seen us in the MLK jerseys at home. That's all. I'll no, say. no, they haven't. It also, the scheduling sucks. The fact that we don't have a weekend game at State Farm Arena is terrible. The NBA should feel bad. We deserve that after we, I mean, we did kind of kill their chickens in the the uh, the Knicks, but. <laughs> their chickens. Yeah, I mean, you know, reference. can you imagine how uh, Adam Silver, how tilted he'd be if the Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals? He, yeah, he might actually just like... and But, like, imagine a Final Four teams of the Jazz, the Clippers, the Nets, and the Hawks. Imagine oh how tilted God. he would be. Dude, imagine... Yeah, dude, actually, because then they couldn't promote Giannis like they always want to. They couldn't promote Luka, the Knicks. The Nets I mean, are kind of like the, the little Jazz brother. are just a very boring team. Yeah, <laughs> the, and but then you have the Nets who are the little brother in New York, the Clippers who are the little brother in L.A., so it's just like, yeah. holy shit, dude. And that's that's a, certainly a real possibility. But, you know, I mean, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We only won one game. Still three more to you, go. you got to stay, remain humble, focused, and on your grind, Wody. <laughs> God. <laughs> Shout out yeah, to Wanda Rondo. 
And yeah. shout out to Quavo who was at the game. That man was showing his ass for Atlanta too. Props to him. This ain't no in Gucci man. man. The I, I wonder if he was meeting up with Meek Mill or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that dude was half court. That was he was on the court showing his ass every time Trey was doing something. So he's cool with me and my book. I share the gang, baby. Let's go. He's he's like the cooler Spike Lee. He's like the cool modern. He's like Spike, Spike Lee. Lee if Spike Lee's like career defining moment wasn't being like made choke signs at by Reggie Miller. He's Spike Lee if Spike Lee just got bad bitches, man. I don't know. It's just uh, it, it's he. I don't. Quavo's kind of the the. The good mascot for an for an LN team, he's kind of just like it makes sense. Like he, he just sort of matches the energy of the Hawks. I feel like so, it works out. But yeah, that that was a crazy game. Um, I'm glad we took a few hours after to record because I think if we did it right after, it'd just be like, oh my god, it, it was just yeah, it was <laughs> the panic's it was, it was, over. <laughs> it was scary, it, you know. Like I just, oof, it was it was tough. But Hawks pulled through. They hung on. Hopefully they learn a lot from this because the 76ers team is not going away. They are they are not the Knicks, not even close. So, also shout out to all the Hawks fans on Twitter. I, letting your nuts saying a little bit. I I Facts. I'm not I'm not mad at it because 76ers fans were acting like this was a four game series. They're acting like I, I think my favorite tweet was there is um a guy I think he's just a 76ers fan. I don't think he has any sort of relevance, but he was like. It's a picture of a guy, like a guy in a crowd, and they're all cheering. And it's like Hawks fans when Trey Young scores thirty-five points on twenty-nine shots, and somebody like quoted it and was like, "This guy accidentally described Allen Iverson," and I was like, "Yeah, I thought that was funny. That was funny." And then, of course, in you know, in the first half alone, Trey Young scored like twenty-five points on like eleven shots. So good, good on everyone for just you know talking their shit because that's the type of energy I think it's it's fun to have with this Atlanta team. So. Hopefully we can, uh, hope we can close the series. Can Can you imagine how like chill a series with the Nets would be? Like Nets don't really have that many fans. Like they have a super team. I feel like it, they'd be like, yeah, we're probably gonna win. We're supposed to. We have a super team, and Hawks fans would be like, fuck it, we're gonna try. Like we're <laughs> we're gonna try and knock some games off you. So I don't know. We we kind of had to get through two toxic fan bases to get to the Nets. So we'll see if we can uh, continue our march to the conference finals. But you know, one fourth of the way there. One fourth of the way there, man. Yeah, look, hey, we're, hey, we're here. That's all that matters. Uh, look, and do you have anything else you want to say before we start wrapping things up here? Just shout out to our supporters and shout out to uh, Patreon. Everyone's listening. We uh, greatly appreciate all all the interaction on Twitter as well. That's great. Um, you can follow either of us on Twitter at Hawks Talks is the official Twitter. You can see you know posted links to the podcasts sometimes um, at Jackson Redmond underscore for Jackson Twitter and at Loggy Hawks Talks uh, for my Twitter. Um, both those things can be found on the Hawks Talks Twitter. And yeah, you know, we just, we've been, uh, I wouldn't say we live tweet the games, but we definitely pump out a couple tweets over the course of the game. And, uh, you know, we, we have some bangers. That's all I'll say. We, we have some banger tweets. So I, I just want to let this be known that if the Hawks were ever, you know, had our season ended by Luke Kennard, ended by Luke Kennard I don't think I would be very nice to Trey Young. So at least we didn't do that. Not like we did anything bad today, but. Just, just something to think about. At least Luke Kennard, you know, we might have had our uh, our choking moments, but, hey, at least it didn't come down to uh, Luke Kennard ending our season. Yeah, Ter- Terrence Mann did not end our season, so that, that's a good feeling. <sighs> Reggie Jackson did not hit a banger on us that ended it all. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a game. What a game. Yeah. I'm very Crazy. happy. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with episode 50. We're about to hit episode 50. We almost had a playoff preview. Let me tell you what happened. We forgot about it. 
Well, I mean, it wasn't so much forgot, but Friday I was busy and Saturday I was busy until, and then it just got too late. Um, And then you're like, is there a point of a preview if we upload 11 hours before the game tips off? Yeah, so you want a preview. Uh, Joel Embiid is good. Ben Simmons is good on defense. Seth Curry can shoot. Uh, Danny Green is dog water there. There's your preview. Oh, Tobias Harris is kind of a key because if he's good, the 76ers are hard to beat. If you can, yeah, if you can, and Thibel, uh he can foul Trey a lot, and he's a good defender, though. Yeah, there's your preview, ladies and gentlemen. 20 seconds or less. Yep. <laughs> hey, TLDR preview. But no, we'll be back on Tuesday after the uh, Hawks and Sixers game for episode 50 of the Hawks Talks podcast. As always, I've been Jackson, and that's been Logan. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Have a good, great start to your week and end of your weekend. Love you. Goodbye. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.